Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Diana O'Carroll. This week, I'm going all nautical for this question. My name's Roy Lightning and I've got a question about the tide times. I often do a lot of walking, so I like to know when the tide is right out because I like to walk out as far as I possibly can. But when I was looking at the tide times, I thought, how do they get it so accurate? It says something like, Wells Bar, low tide, 14.02. The question was really, how do they get it accurate like that? And who needs it that accurate? Because I certainly don't. We're all used to the idea of the shoreline moving about a bit, but how can something so squidgy and liquidy be so precise? My name is Dr Ken George. I was for many years a principal lecturer in the University of Plymouth in the Institute of Marine Studies, and my principal research topic during those years was that of tide. I'll answer the question how one can predict tides so precisely, and the answer is because they are dependent upon the Sun-Earth-Moon system, which is a system which changes extremely slowly, namely over tens or even hundreds of millions of years, so that in a lifetime there is very little change. Therefore, the tides are the most predictable natural phenomena known on Earth. And indeed, the only thing which is going to stop you predicting tides accurately for, let's say, 100 years' time is silting or dredging of harbours. So this means that we can predict tides years in advance. We can publish tide tables for next year, 2009, and indeed a decade hence, if we so wish. Uh, only about 98% of the energy in the sea level variation is predictable, and the bit which is not predictable is caused by storms. People will be very aware of that. In the last two days, we have had a severe storm striking the south of the UK, and in many places, the tide rose, or the sea level rose, to be more precise, higher than the predicted tide owing to the storm. Why do we need to know tides with such precision? Well, there are two main areas which we're concerned with. One is coastal flooding, how high will tides be predicted? And the second one is for the passage of ships over shallow water, over shoals. It's very important that they know the height of the tide over a shoal so that they have sufficient clearance under the keel. If they have insufficient clearance, then they will scrape the bottom or in the worst case, actually go aground and be stuck. The Earth's relationship to the moon and sun alters so very little that tide times can be predicted with precision. Another interesting point about Norfolk, where Roy is from, is that its coastline makes up the Flemish Bight, where the change in tide is incredibly small because there's not as much water for gravity to move about. Further round the coast, towards Kings Lynn, it's a bit more noticeable. On our forum, Turnipsock mentioned that the Sound of Mull is known for the fastest shiploading in Europe due to the critical tide changes. Predictable timing is very useful for musical applications too, as we'll be finding out next week.
Hi, my name is Archana, and I'm calling from North Carolina, USA. My question is about accents. I've noticed that uh, many people, when they speak in a language that is not their native tongue, usually have strong accents. However, when they try to sing a song in the same language, their accents seem to diminish. There are exceptions, of course, but this appears to be generally true no matter what their native language is or what language they try to sing in. Why is that? After that, I'll be putting the following question to the test. Hi, I'm Simon from uh, Hiroshima in Japan. The question is in two parts. If I'm walking through the desert and I'm slowly becoming dehydrated and I come across a case of wine, uh, obviously with screw caps, and I uh, start drinking it, will it accelerate my dehydration or will it enable me to survive? And would the lower or higher levels of alcohol make a great difference to the situation? Secondly, if the alcohol in wine is potentially harmful to me in a dehydrated state, could I pour it into a bowl and let the alcohol evaporate? Do you find yourself imitating other accents when you sing, or do you think wine in the desert would be a good idea? Send your answers and new questions to questionoftheweek at thenakedscientist.com or pour them into our forum at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com.